0: Some of my best and favorite clients are still the ones that found me on Design Star. I mean, I still get calls to this day, and that was like eight, nine years ago. I get calls still from people here locally that saw me on that show, remember me, and then now that they have a design project, they want to work together.
1: Today, we're talking to Brittany Simon, Bravo TV star and interior designer, and we're going to find out how the hell she got on Bravo TV, because you know, we all want to know.
2: Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating industry experience into physical success. This is your design business, Tightly Fastened. Now welcome the hosts of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell and Natalie Graff. Hey
1: there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the head wingnut, Darla Powell, and I'm joined by the sleepy-ass ginger, a.k.a. SAG. SAG, no. Uh, am I starting to SAG in my old age? You know what? I didn't say that. Uh-huh, but you're implying you're it. You're being awfully defensive. Oh, you're the one that started it. <laughs> Speaking of SAG, <laughs> Natalie, my new tequila diet is not, It was a flop. It's not really working. Yes, we are out of
3: all the te- good tequila. All the good sipping tequila in the house is gone. We're left with that cheap
1: stuff to make your margaritas. I can't believe the internet lied to me. Yeah, I
3: don't think tequila is really made for losing weight. I thought weight. the
1: internet—you're supposed to believe everything you read now. So no. all the tequila's gone, and I think I'm up like three pounds. That wow, so that didn't I'm work. Just saying, you should you know maybe stop eating all that junk. Food it's okay, in I got it. I have cut way down. We've we've established this, but I have a new.
3: <laughs> I know you've got something new. Go ahead, darling. Fish
1: oil. The fish oil diet. <laughs>
3: If you guys haven't learned by now, Darla is, she's a sucker. I am, And she'll fall for almost anything that she
1: reads on the interwebs. (laughs) So now I'm burping up fish oil. That's attractive. That's disgusting. (laughs) But if it makes me slim, then that's all that matters. (laughs) Darla,
3: it's all about being slim, ain't it?
1: You know it shouldn't be, right? No. Why am I so vain? Because
3: you need to be comfortable in the skin that you're in.
1: I know. I know. You're right. I know. It's true. But I gained 10 pounds. Well, that's your fault. Because it was all that tequila. (laughs) It
3: (laughs) was all that tequila. Or that binge eating or the McDonald's or the ice cream. There was no binge eating. (gasps) Yes, there was, Darla. You don't know me. Oh, but I do. Eight years. I know you. (laughs) All right. Eight years too long. What?
1: Hush your Amish mouth.
3: All right. I'm hush. Listen,
1: my Amish mouth is tired. Natalie. What? I know you don't listen to podcasts. Not even your own damn podcast but no. do you watch you watch tv you watch hgtv sometimes with me sometimes i, I don't have time i only watched htv briefly HGTV.
3: i don't know what it is something tv How,
1: wait a minute have you been drinking tequila today no it's i've been drinking early. water it's never too early quote for drinking. unquote water have you watched bravo any of the design shows on bravo because today we're having one of the stars of a bravo best room wins on she was on episode two season one Brittany simon Let me tell you, she's very natural on camera. I could see absolutely why they picked her. I could tell she's down to earth. I would hire her. She seems really, really competent. And I I also have to tell you that I think she was robbed. Yes. Yeah, I think she was robbed. Her room was really pretty. Right up my alley. And she didn't win? I mean, it was a tough competition. The other guy, I have no idea whose name is, sorry. Had a really beautiful room too. But I just really liked the elegance and the sophistication and her the ceiling in the bedroom. Well, she is a guest on the show too, but no, seriously, her room was beautiful. All right. Let me tell you a little bit about Brittany Simon. If you haven't seen her on Bravo's Best Room Wins, in 2010, Brittany Simon founded her full service design firm called Brittany Simon Design House. I love that name. That sounds really cool, right? Really urban, really young and hip. That's what all the cool kids are doing. Her signature style and unmatched execution of Brittany Simon Design House has garnered a notable client roster with projects all over the country. Additionally, her work has caught the attention of national media and helped launch Brittany's foray into the television and media world. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty and find out all about that, Nat. Excellent. Excellent. Help me in welcoming Brittany Simon to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Brittany Simon. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the
0: hell are you? I am great. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, yeah. It was a no-brainer having you. I saw you on the Bravo show, Best Room Wins. And I'm like, man, this girl's so awesome. I love your Instagram. I love your design style. And you're so freaking natural on camera that I knew that I had to pick your brain and that the audience listening would want me to pick your brain.
0: I was so excited when you reached out. I was like, heck yeah. Hell yeah, I'll be on that podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) I was just going with, I was going with the theme of the, how the hell are you? So I thought I'd roll with that.
1: (laughs) We can escalate this if you want. (laughs) 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 Okay, so I was telling the wingnuts listening, of course, you're an interior designer, Brittany Simon Design House. Your style is gorgeous. Your Instagram feeds on fire. You're gorgeous. You're talented. But the point of this interview is we're going to talk about Bravo TV. That's not a small feat. Bravo is like the end goal. Bravo HGTV for some of the interior designers listening, not all, some. To get on a television show. How the hell did you do that? Let's carry with the healthy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's kind of a funny story. Like I never started in this business thinking like I'm gonna do design for TV. That's just not at all where I thought I would be. It's just kind of been. A bunch of lucky circumstances, I think. I feel like a lot of things happen for a reason. And I, I ended up at one point, I started on Design Star. And that kind of happened with happenstance too. I was always a fan of that show on HETV, which I wish they would bring that back. Yeah,
1: that was awesome. Oh, I show. love, I that, love that, show. that
0: show. And I started with watching that show. And just one random weekend, something popped up about casting for that show. And I just happened to bring up, up my computer and look up when the casting was. And that weekend was Vegas. And I'm in Arizona. So every other audition was East Coast. For some reason, it was like Chicago and New York and some other places. But that was the only weekend with West Coast. And it just happened to be that weekend. And I was like, I asked my husband, should we go? Like, should I audition for this thing? He's like, why not? Let's just go to Vegas, enjoy the weekend and see what happens. And I ended up on that show. And from that, I think in a pool of, there's no better way to test to see if you're capable of handling television design and like throwing you on design star. <laughs> and I think that's the way they've like really tested out who can handle the heat of that. And since then I've just kind of been, I've been contacted about so many different television opportunities and have landed on FYI and had my own show along with James Connolly, who's also a designer in LA. Um, we had our own show on that channel and I've also done hotel impossible travel channel and then was reached out for Bravo. And it just, It's just kind of been a series of really cool opportunities for me. So that all bounced off with Design Star? Yeah. Can you believe that?
1: Yeah. Well, yes, I can. Because like I said, you're incredibly natural, so easy to watch on camera. So that's one thing that we're going to get into a little bit later is how you develop those skills. But just from the audition for Design Star has launched this. So... We have just hit a jackpot a pot of gold because you are definitely the girl to
0: talk about this
1: getting in your career. So, after you were on Design Star, did you have to build your own stuff on that by the way?
0: So, the thing about TV design is that you know, unless you're the Joanna Gaines and you're like the main host, you've got you've got to do your own PR and marketing to really build that Up And get it out there because you would think, you know, with the way that I guess the way that advertising is now, you know, there's not as many commercials, you don't see billboards, you don't see, you know, it's just not the way things are done anymore, because everybody's got Hulu, and they're paying extra for no commercials. So you're really it's up to you to put things out there to kind of get the hype going to get the most out of it especially when you're on a competition series, like they can't, you know, focus on one person in particular and really hype you up, you know, they've got to kind of keep it an even playing field. So this was before like Instagram really design star. <laughs> yeah, that goes way back. <laughs> it goes way back. People don't even know when that time was. <laughs> and, you know, I just kind of amped all that up on Facebook. And I blog did a blog post every day after every or not every day, but after every episode talking about, you know, what really happened behind the scenes. And, I kind of built a following with that. And I think that just got me in in front of a a few different people. And it just kind of was a a really cool series of events that got me there. When you first auditioned for this, I'm just kind of curious
3: about the selection process. I mean, did they you know lead you on a little bit and say, well, maybe we'll get back
0: to you? Or was it just, hey, by the way, you're on the show? So I showed up in Vegas and I had put together like a portfolio. And at that point, I had been working for a design center with builders in particular, new construction. So I didn't have a ton of like final project work because a lot of times we don't get to walk those projects. So I had done a little bit of projects here and there for friends and family had, and luckily had photographed them. So I didn't have like a huge portfolio at the time, but I showed up with it. And within two minutes, we chatted for a minute. She was a younger girl that was talking with me. She looked at my portfolio was like, Oh, this looks good. Can you come back tomorrow? or Monday. I think this was a Saturday. Can you come back Monday with a DIY project? And I was like, well, I don't (laughs) live here, (laughs) but I can come back. And my husband had to go back to work the next day. So we drove back home, which is, it's not a a long drive, but drove back home. I went straight to Ikea, came up with a, a DIY project, got everything together. And then the next day, drove back out to Vegas by myself. Wow. Are you good at DIY or is this something that you just kinda Yeah? So luckily that was in my wheelhouse. I, you know, I love getting my I love getting my hands dirty, I love doing things and being creative and, and making things. But what I wasn't good at and what I you know I had never done before is I had to present that DIY in front of a camera. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? I didn't know. <laughs> I thought I was just gonna talk with someone and you know one-on-one, give them my, my spiel and tell them what I, what I did and why. And that was my first on camera. I have no idea. You know, I must've done okay, but I was sweating. I don't remember anything I said, and it was not something I would say I was good at at first. It's just, it's different. It takes a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I have to say that the DIY thing, I'm not that great at. So Abby McCollum from HGTV, if you're listening, don't listen to this part. That's usually a big element of these shows, right? You have to be able, hey, here's this
0: wainscoting and guess what? I'm going to make it all for you. (laughs) Is that still an important thing? To an extent, yes. Like you need to, you need to be seasoned enough to know how the ins and outs of how everything works. Because Certainly on HGTV, it's a lot more DIY based. They want to see, you know, they wanted to see a project, every challenge what that we came up with and that we had, we made, or what did we do unique and what do we do different? Bravo is a little bit different. They didn't want it to be super DIY, but you also need to, you know, you're in charge of your own schedule. You're in charge of your own success. So you better know how all the bits and pieces of a renovation and all, you know, how much time everything needs. And be able to jump in and help out if you know, your things are running behind. So you still got to get your hands dirty. That's for sure.
3: Did you bring in some of your team members that you've worked with, or were they provided to you by the television station or whichever one you were on at
0: that time? So the, the Bravo <laughs> is a funny one because I was just handed a contractor. We all had the same one. You don't you didn't get to pick if it was a good personality fit, if you liked his bid. Like his bid was what what it was. There was no budging. Luckily, I, I can usually get along with almost anyone, but you know, I, di- I didn't know him. We didn't have any sort of rapport yet. And then I was given an art assistant, is what they would call it, on set, who was supposed to help me source things, but she had never done that role before. <laughs> what could go wrong? You know, The first thing I'd asked her is I, needed a, I wanted to find a, a large, oversized floor mirror, and her suggestion was Wayfair. And I was like, that ain't going to fly. Like I need this tomorrow and it needs to be ginormous. Can't buy that on Wayfair. Like that's not going to happen. So I knew pretty quickly that that was a bunk art department. So I was on my own. I luckily had some vendors and things that I have great relationships with here in Arizona that were able to, you know, overnight wallpaper for me that were, were able to get me fabric to have my headboard made because I had a workroom actually that I've worked with in LA before because I have a client there and he built that bed for me in two days. Wow. I
1: have to point out that for the listeners listening, sometimes TV designers kind of get a bad rep because sometimes people say, oh, they're not real designers. They just, you know, they're just pretty faces on the TV walking you through it. I hope you guys are listening <laughs> to this. This is actually the kind of problems that you would face on an interior design job, all the same obstacles. Although hopefully your assistant wouldn't say, get this huge ass mirror from Wayfair. She wouldn't. <laughs> and put, yeah, nine times out of 10, hopefully not. And putting this all together. So, what I do hear you saying that, you're not just going to go up there be a pretty face and not have any design experience at all you have to have been in the trenches some and had that experience and know what the hell you're doing
0: yeah you um you better be resourceful i mean that's your number one quality that you can have if you're thinking about tv design because they do you know in a first a first season of a show it's not everybody knows what they're doing everybody's come together from different production companies and different backgrounds and they're thrown and you know, a lot of them hadn't been on a Renovation or a design show before, so they didn't know what even was needed to do a renovation. They didn't know what kind of time frame. They didn't know what kind of help you would need to get something done. Yet you're still in charge of getting that done. So back to time frame and overnighting wallpaper and
3: you know two days to build a bed. Do they just say, hey, you got five days, figure it out, or do they give you a couple weeks? No, they. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: because on TV it's a half an hour, an hour, and you're done. It's crazy. You, so we had one day that we filmed meeting the homeowners and seeing their house. And that was where we walked their, their home, talked about what they wanted, but we didn't know what our genre was yet. We hadn't walked the inspiration home. So then the next day we walked the inspiration home and that's a whole day. So there's no shopping time. There's no planning time yet. And then that third day was the only day we had where we didn't film that we could go and source on our own holy cow. So we had one day to source everything. And then the next day after that, we started demo. Wow. So we had one day, which they would call a dark day where, you know, we were on our own to just get what we could get done. So it was tough. I mean, we, you know, I had, I could still make phone calls from set and work from my computer and try and overnight things. But I only had one day on foot in LA, which, you know, I don't know if you've spent time in LA, like you don't get much done because everywhere it takes 45 minutes to get there.
1: Sounds like Miami. Yeah. How much gray hair do you have? <laughs> None. Haven't you seen her?
0: None. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know,
0: I mean, I, I want to say at the end of every day, I was like curled up in the fetal position on the floor, just, <laughs> just shaking, trying to keep myself together. But it was the most stressful experience I'd been on because I felt I was on my own.
1: And look, you did, you got through it. You did really well. You survived. I have to tell you, I'm in that fetal position every day, pretty much. And I don't have a TV (laughs) show. So, (laughs) Good on you. I did want to, I wanted to kind of dial back a little bit and say, okay, when you did that first television show, Design Star, and you auditioned for it, you're like, hey, let's, hey, hubby, let's be on TV. What was your end game for that? What did you see being the benefit of that, were you looking to get more clients? Were you looking to world domination in the interior design space? What were you thinking? And and where where are you now with that original plan?
0: So I think what I loved most about Design Star was that it was the challenge of it and each, you know, kind of flexing your design muscle, if you will, every week and seeing what you could come up with. Um, Because I think it's interesting when you have less resources and less time and 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 less money you kind of tap into your most creative self. Sometimes when you, you know you have endless budgets or you have a lot of time you can just overthink things and you you don't get as creative. I thought the the idea of that was sounded like fun and at that point in my career I hadn't really done a lot of the furnishing side of things. So I wanted an opportunity to kind of dive into that side and, and see what I could do and If in the end, regardless of winning or losing, if it allowed me to launch my own company and get my face out there to do what I really wanted to do, then that was a win-win for me. And that was what ultimately happened.
3: So, you spent all that money on your shiny new website, but how do you know it's getting the job done and attracting real-life clients? Are your photos optimized? Are your backlinks bending
1: over backward to work for you? Have you lost the keys to your keywords? If all of this is making your head spin, don't worry. Wingnut Social's SEO website audit will answer all these questions and more. In fact, here is what you get when you purchase. Two hours of consulting with an expert. A crawlability check for broken links. Site performance. Metadata Checks. Metadata is what helps Google know where to rank your page on-page SEO. Length messaging, duplicate content, mobile audit headers. There's just so much to learn. Yeah,
3: keywords and content suggestions.
1: You'll get a list of keywords for you to target and content suggestions for targeting them.
3: And of course, those backlink audits to make sure they're gonna help you or hurt yeah. you.
1: Are they helping or hurting you? You'll find out by going to wingnutsocial.com slash services and just check out the SEO website audit. It is a one-time fee and it's a tremendous value. Now back to the show. Have you found that it has gotten you more clients like for your interior design firm or is it mostly resulted in just getting crazy amounts more of television exposure?
0: I would say ultimately it's that first initial experience of Design Star has opened me up to more television experiences, but I have still like my, some of my best and favorite clients are still the ones that found me on Design Star. I mean, I still get calls to this day and that was like eight nine years ago. I get calls still from people here locally that saw me on that show, remember me. And then now that they have a design project, they want to work together.
1: Okay, so that has actually gotten you real ROI with some design clients hiring you to design their spaces. And that's awesome. I'm sure the people listening are like, yeah, okay, my next stop is television. But what is your end game, Brittany Simon, world domination, in the interior design space? What do you see coming from all these television appearances?
0: Well, I mean, world domination in the design space would be great. But really, it's just, it gives you credibility and it, and it keeps you different from, there are so many designers out there and they are, you know, Instagram designers or Instagram decorators, everybody can do design these days. So they say, but it really is, it sets you apart. You know, it's, you've done the work and you've, you've proven that you're capable and you handle, I, I've handled everything. I, there's nothing that I know I can't handle with clients and it really just, it sets you apart. Not many people can say, you know, I've been on HGTV, FYI, Travel Channel, Bravo. It gives you street cred, if you will. Absolutely. And it just sets you apart. It's just, it keeps you different. And it's open doors. You know, I have the opportunity now to, to work on some private collections for some different things. That is my ultimate goal um, to kind of start my own furniture line, textile line. That's the ultimate goal for me is to be my creative self along with clients. So being able to to create and then also to work with clients.
1: Okay, so the audience listening out here, our wingnuts, our interior designers, architects, home stagers, et cetera, et cetera. If you had to give them the best piece of advice, if they're interested in seeking out or auditioning for any of these television shows or going in the same direction, what would it be?
0: I would really think about what is your ultimate goal? Like my, if it's too just do TV design, it's a really hard place to be because I will tell you, once you've been on one design show, a lot of networks now don't want to see, they don't want to bring back anybody that's been on TV before, which is interesting. And the chances of a series really going into a long running show like Chip and Joanna are very slim. Now everybody wants to see like one season of something and then move on to the next. And really, the only way to really great, make great money is if something gets picked up, and you're you're a long running show. So it shouldn't be something that you seek out to be your main source of income, because that's likely not what it's going to be.
1: Right, unless you do go viral like Chip and Joanne, and they're always the ones we fall back on because they're they were just a crazy success story. Still are. They're getting their own network and all that all that jazz.
0: And there's that's the reason why they're not doing you know shows for HGTV anymore because that's not where the money's at. It's where you parlay it. Now they're, you know, they're a, an empire now, you know, they've got everything and now they're going to take their own network and start that because that's the way, you know, they can negotiate all of the brand deals and the sponsored deals and get a piece of all of that pie because that's where the money comes in.
1: Do you see a Brittany Simon network in your future?
0: <laughs> I don't just because I, you know, I, I love just being creative and, and doing design. And if you branch too far out, there's, you're not doing as much of that anymore. I enjoy the creative part of it. Like I, I don't ever intend for my company to be huge. You know, five is where it would probably be my sweet spot. Five people on my team, just because I don't ever want to be in a part where I'm, I'm only managing people. I want to be in the creative position.
3: Love it. Love it. I want to know a little bit about your mar- the marketing side of this. Uh, when you said you first started Design Star, that there was really no Instagram, it was all on Facebook. What type of marketing do you do now for your your latest show on Bravo? Did you do have to do that marketing? Do they do it for you? Just a little bit about the marketing side, because marketing is so interesting anymore in interior design. A lot of people really do get real ROI from some of their Instagram and some of their advertising. Do you find that that's true from the TV side or just from the interior side from what your business markets about the TV?
0: You know, I think is that complicated? No, no, that (laughs) that makes sense. I mean, you have to basically be your own hype girl, if you will. I have friends that are in PR and, and marketing. And, and they did some initial reach out for me with like local news stations. And for Design Star, I did like a series of DIY things on the morning show, the local morning show here, and also talked about, you know, my Design Star as I was doing those. So I was like simultaneously doing my own local marketing with TV while talking about, you know, the national side of the the design star. So I was was doing my own work to get my face out there and to hype up the show because the network wasn't doing that for me.
1: Let's dig into that just a smidge. Okay, so mostly on the Facebook and the social. Now I know you're more... You're on social media and on Instagram a lot. Back in the dinosaur days when design started first, <laughs> we didn't have it. So how prolific are you on Instagram and Facebook and how many videos are you doing and what to get that traction there still keep. I mean, obviously you have the traction you need, but you got to keep that fire lit, right? What is your strategy now? How do you approach that?
0: Gosh, I, you know, I wish I had a better answer for you because I'm not great at social media being that I, again, I'm just, I'm creative, but I'm just also running a business every day. So I'm not as great about... A lot of my clients are private, so I I don't have the ability to be recording video at their house. And here's what I'm working on. You know, a lot of my clients, you know, we either have NDAs or they've asked me not to record unless we're finished. So I, I, I try and, and do a lot of, you know, after photos, I do need to work on some before afters because people love that, but I'm just trying to show kind of my creative, what inspires me, finish spaces and do a little video here and there, kind of popping in and talking with people. I'm not the best on social media because it's its own beast. That is its own full-time job.
1: That's that's the biggest complaint we get from interior designers that come to Wingnut Social for their marketing is they just don't have the time. But I I think a lot of them don't realize just how much time it takes and what a beast it is and how much you can really get into that. And I have to say that my biggest takeaway from what you just told us right there is that being on television will get you clients who you have to sign NDAs with. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get those high level clients are going to be like, oh, we're too famous. Please don't put us on Instagram. So I think I could live with that.
0: Mostly, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's been a good run. I mean, I'd say most of my, I do a lot of just networking. I do a lot of networking events. I meet a lot of women. I I'm part of a women's group that's a women business owners group called the Foundress, and we meet once a month and we stay connected. And a lot of you know, a lot of bringing business to me has been with networking and and referrals, and that's been the greatest source for me. I think Instagram sure keeps you relevant, and I think that's more of like a brand outreach for designers. It's that's the first thing brands look for is like, how many followers do you have? But I don't necessarily that say that my clients come from Instagram. I think a lot of people that are on Instagram looking at stories or following the influencers because they can, you know, see what color lipstick they're wearing or where they got their sunglasses. And, and it's true. You know, nobody's people are going on Instagram to, you know, buy that, that rug or that cabinet.
1: I think that at your level, that you're probably accurate for you and your design firm because, like I said, your, your clientele is high-end, clearly. I have an interior design firm, too, and we're not quite at that end yet. We do get, actually get a lot of clients from Instagram and social media, so perhaps if I was on television, I wouldn't have to rely on it as much. Definitely, brands and any collabs you want to see are going to check out your Instagram and see how you purport yourself, present yourself, even the video and see how you are on camera, which was, like I mentioned before, you're incredibly comfortable on that. And I just have one last question for you before we get into the what up wingnut round how long did it take you to become so comfortable on camera did it just come naturally to you i know you said you were a little nervous about it because clearly you're comfortable
0: i certainly still get nervous but i i'd say that the 10 weeks i was on design star when we were we had to do a a camera challenge every episode really kind of put me in the crash course of getting more comfortable on camera but what i realized is I, i mean i'm a I'm a, what you see is what you get kind of girl. So I'm pretty much, I'm exactly who I am on camera as I am in person. And I think that if you just focus on being yourself and not overthinking it, that's where you become more comfortable. And you would think it's really intimidating when you're filming, but truly when you're, when you're filming, you know, it's the camera guy and then one producer. So it's not like you're standing in front of an audience or, You know, it is more intimate and it is more, it's not as intimidating as one would think.
1: Right. And that's true. That does come off. You come off as incredibly authentic. What you see is what you get down to earth and really know you're not putting on a show or anything it just seems like if I met you at a bar somewhere that would be the exact same woman I saw on television so bravo
0: that be it <laughs>
1: that, bravo no pun intended <laughs> oh I lied I have one more question when you go to consultations or when you go to your design clients do you carry a boom box and start playing Britney Spears's give me more
0: <laughs> oh my god no but I should <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should play that when you enter a room for those people who are familiar with the song you get it
0: i you know i'd, I'd probably <laughs> yeah. i'd probably be more inclined to to play the work bitch song than
1: <laughs> oh yeah oh that's a good one too oh you could you could like make a a mashup oh we have we have ideas okay <laughs> Brittany simon i have to ask you if you're ready for the what up wingnut round okay
2: now it's time for what up wingnut wingnut.
1: if you were a tree what kind of tree would you be and why
0: I have a brown thumb, so I had to, I had to do some digging into this, this one, but I would say I am a mesquite tree, and that is because I could survive and thrive with little water, but if you water me, then I grow faster, and I, my root system grows deeper, and I thrive.
1: Wow. Terrific answer. That's a great one. That's in-depth. I love it. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be?
0: No regrets.
1: Perfect. And if you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why?
0: I would say time travel. I would love to be able to like snap my fingers and go back in time and and see how people lived way before we were, you know, where we are now and also snap my fingers and see the future and see, you know, what does that look like? How do we live? What, you know, how can we learn from past and present?
1: That's a fascinating answer. I would be a little scared about doing the future one. I'd be afraid of what I'd find.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it might be terrifying, but then you might go back and realize you gotta just live (laughs) life into the fullest in the time that you've got.
1: I don't know if I wanna snap my fingers and end up in the zombie apocalypse or
0: anything. Well, God, I hope that you wouldn't snap to go there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound effect on you, either personally or professionally.
0: Um, I'm actually reading a book. It's called The DNA of Relationships. It's really pretty fascinating. It kind of taps into basically having ownness of how all of your relationships are, regardless of if you jive with someone, if you don't jive with someone. It's really all about taking ownness of the power of yourself and how you react to other people and how you know your trigger buttons are pushed and how you can you know react to certain situations and people and that you're in charge of how well your relationships go or don't go and how they flourish.
1: That sounds amazing. Do you know the author off the top of your head?
0: Gosh, I don't. But it's been a really fascinating read. So I think it could really, especially married couples or, or someone, you know, relationships that, you know, maybe you're two different people or, or you find yourself at odds in a number of relationships, potentially, I would read that. And it's really enlightening.
1: And that was the DNA of relationships. Oh, here's the author by Gary Smalley.
0: Yes, that's it. That's the guy.
1: So where can the listeners who are listening now, that's how redundant is that, find you, Brittany? What's your Instagram handle? Or where would you like them to look you up?
0: I'd say I'm most active on Instagram. So my Instagram is just at Brittany Simon. And that's the B-R-I-T-A-N-Y-S-I-M-O-N. Everybody always wants to add a T or an E at the end of my name.
1: Yeah, they didn't get the the hip memo for that spelling.
0: They did not. (laughs) I'm not French. And my dad didn't know how to spell Brittany. So one T it is.
1: I love that story way better than if you were French. <laughs> Brittany, thank you so much for joining us on the Wingnet Social Podcast. We are in awe and we are so excited to follow you in your career and your road to world domination.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Natalie and Graf.
0: Yes, I am
1: really excited to follow Brittany Simon's career, not that I haven't been, but just going forward, that girl, she has it all together. She's smart. She does. She knows what she's doing. I do see world domination in her future. I
3: like the uh, light that she shed on the fact of, it happens in a few days, and here you go. This is all you got. You got three or four days. Make it happen.
1: Right. So she definitely has that design no, skills. Yeah, just, that ain't no joke. You just can't be a pretty face and get on TV and put together your, here's my DIY project. And here here I am getting my big ass mirror by myself because the girl that gave me wanted to get it from Wayfair. <laughs> you have to know how to do, what's that? What do they call that? Not crisis management. I'm thinking of our cop and firefighter yeah. days. Project, <laughs> ma- project management, <laughs> problem solving. You have to be good on your feet. You have to be feet. in the
3: trenches. You have to find a solution to any problem. And I think it just good on it's your awesome. pressure. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. I, re- I really love that light she shed on that, though. It's like, you know, y'all just shut the hell up. This well. is how it works. <laughs> but that's just me.
1: Absolutely. And so her first step, she just kind of said, you know what? Let me get out there. Let me do it. She drove all that way to do the audition, drove all the way back to do her IKEA little DIY project. She wasn't all that comfortable on camera at the time. She was nervous about it, but she just did it and look at her now there you go yeah so I love it I love that story if you guys are out there thinking that maybe this is something that's in your on your radar something that you might like to do I just hope that this interview was helpful at all just to give you a little inside industry experience it's not all glamorous and stress-free I mean when she said she was in a fetal position curled up in a ball crying I'm sure she probably wasn't exaggerating too much I'm sure it was insanely stressful absolutely but worth it yeah no i'm out check please (laughs) (laughs) so you're telling me if abby mccullum came to us tomorrow and said hey we'd like to put you on on hgtv here's your own little show you would say no as long as there was whiskey i might consider it Abby. (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm just saying as long as wow you're cheap you work really cheap cheap. Well, Brittany did say that the shows themselves don't pay that much, so that might right. not be too far exactly. out of exactly. She of paid me a whiskey. Reel. There you go. All right. After the interview, there we were talking to Brittany a bit because I'd forgotten to ask her if she was going to High Point Market. Sadly, she won't be, but hopefully in spring. But Natalie, you and I are going to High Point Market. Yes, we are. We are. And where
3: you you have to like be like front stage and center, and I don't. I just get a drink. That's whiskey.
1: what you think. You're going to be surprised when I yank your ass up there and put you in front of everybody. You know better. So October nineteenth, two p.m. Chandra Rugs. Nicole Heimer of Curio Electra and I will be telling you all about social media and we will be deconstructing authenticity. What does it mean? Maybe not what you think it does. I think there's going to be some eye-opening conversations happening there. And then after that, I have to rush over 4 o'clock to Creative Rugs where I am moderating. Talk about. That's going to be scary. Talk about lying in the fetal position. (laughs) A panel with Sandra Funk, who was a guest on the podcast, and Shayla Copas, who hasn't been yet. I do say yet a guest on the podcast and we're going to be talking about design stuff and you know what
3: my job is right
1: your job is to dole out whiskey
3: no my job is to have a drink waiting for nicole Weddy. And Shayla. And no, ready for Weddy. Nicole. Ready. I'm
1: ready. You turned into I'm Fudd. I'm Elmer
3: Fudd. I'm with Fud, But no, that's my job. After Nicole's done speaking at two, I will have a drink and she drinks whiskey. She'll take a whiskey She sour. drinks. She, she drinks. does. And Sandra would have a glass of white wine.
1: She drinks whiskey. Yes, Sandra's because Sandra's a high Shayla class. Because Shayla hasn't
3: let me know what she drinks yet. So
1: I don't know these things. Sandra's a, one of them high class, bougie ladies. <laughs> yes, I love Sandra. She is so awesome. <laughs> I do too. I love her tomorrow. Listen. I love her tomorrow. Tomorrow. I mean, wait, I do too. I love, I love her tomorrow. I love her long time no, I have an appointment with her tomorrow, so I was in my brain. It was in your brain. It just didn't. And <laughs> I only love now. her tomorrow between only the hours tomorrow? of, yeah, between the hours of 10 During and 12. During
3: the call and that's it. Okay. I want to point a little something out that was pointed out to me yesterday.
1: Yes, redundant It lady. is.
3: I am. I like to be redundant. Yeah, that way you get the message clearly. Yeah. But a lot of people, we do have a social media marketing agency. You don't say. Oh, yeah, I do. But do you know that a lot of people think that we only niche to interior
1: designers? You know, that's because that's originally what we did. But we have since... But we have branched out. Mm -hmm. Broadened our little wings. Broadened our horizons. Mm -hmm. Yes. I just wanted to just
3: just put that out there. Make that clear.
1: We have dentists. We have confectioners. We have restaurants. We have vendors. We have all kinds of walks of life. So if you happen to know of anyone that needs social media marketing that isn't an interior designer... Hey, we could help them. Yeah, we can. We can. Help Remember them all.
3: that. Tell your friends. Tell your enemy. What the hell? Tell your enemies to you. Yeah, <laughs> just tell them.
1: Yeah. The reason we started with the the niche. I guess I should start saying niche, right? Niche niche. And in interior yeah. design is because I happen to be one in Miami, and it just. Oh, really? Kind of. Well, you know, if you ask some people. All right, guys, follow us on social at wingnutsocial. Hop on over to wingnutsocial.com and check out our awesome sauce services. If you happen to not have any time and you need help with your social media marketing, we have the highly educated erudite team for you standing by to answer your phone call, which if you dial 1-877-WINGNUT, will lead you straight to them. And I think that's it for this week, Nat. You got anything else? Nope, so long. See ya. Today, we're talking to Brittany Simon and her amazing pack of wild feral cats. You could, you're could, you special. Woman. Look, I sounded like Glenn. Go. From Superstore. You have narcolepsy. That's not Glenn <laughs> from Superstore. That's ridiculously stupid. Go. You're ridiculously stupid. You know, there's something fishy about this diet. Good boy, Mango.